We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the hills of Strawberry Canyon, I'm Coin Dang, and this is the Golden Bear Cast. Let's go, go Bears! And welcome back to another episode of the California Golden Bear Cast, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Rob Long. Uh, Andy is not here today because today it's a Know the Enemy podcast, and this week we have Jack from the Run Ralphie Report. Uh, sister site, brother site of when we were formerly with SB Nation, but uh, they're all the SB Pac-12 Nation sites are all great. So, uh, Jack, thanks for being on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I do remember, yeah, I remember how long ago was it? I think 2014, I think is when we had our first Q&A together. So it's been a while I've been with, I think, the artist formerly known as California Golden Blogs. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that is okay. us. That is us. We're moving on to bigger and better things, I That's think. That's right. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to talk about the Buffalo's Cal's matchup this weekend on Saturday. Uh, I guess we'll get right into it. Jack, tell me, what what is the state of the Buffalo's fandom and program right now? Uh, to borrow from Mad Men, not great, Bob. Um, it is. <laughs> it is truly you're you're catching us at, at a bad time and by us i mean the fandom um but really it what it looks like is going to be more bad times ahead so uh this year has been disappointing for sure um i i think two and four is probably what a lot of people outside of boulder expected to see you to look at like the uh six games in this year and i don't think that's necessarily that far off from what CU fans expected. It's the way that CU's gotten to two and four that's been really puzzling um, and frustrating. So just looking at the overall season and uh, the fandom, you know, they are beaten down bad this year just because ever since uh, before Arizona's the offensive explosion against uh. Arizona, um, <laughs> CU was averaging eight and a half points a game against FBS opponents. And uh, another sad stat is the Arizona score of 34 to nothing. Um, those 34 points w- matched the total that CU had scored in the last four weeks combined. So it's, it's truly just a broken offense. And when half your team is that bad, it's really hard to look at the rest of the team and say, well, maybe it's okay. 
Um, so in, in short, CU fans and the, the team this year moving forward uh, are in a rough spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about that Arizona game, I was I was following along. And at one point, it was 20-0 to zero without an offensive touchdown scored. That's correct. So even when you score 34 points, it's not the offense. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw that set and I was like, that that must, if you're not an invested fan in either Colorado or Arizona, it must be such an awesome game to be watching. <laughs> Just the pure chaos. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, but I mean, talking about Colorado specifically, like, what do you think is, I don't want to say, I don't want to say what, what's the biggest, because uh, that feels like a hot topic type of way to ask a question. But uh, mm. where's where's the changes been from a, mm. so much hype from after last season going four and, four and two, I believe? Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Last year and then going into this year. And then with that offseason of just, uh, you know, your quarterback transferring and just all of the the offseason drama, right, of college football just Mm-hmm. Where where does that where did that transition happen or like how did all get to this point? <laughs> uh, and once again, I'll speak mostly offensively. Anytime you hear me just completely bitch out the team like that, it'll be because of the offense. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention defense is solid. It's okay, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's someone mentioned John Wilner, I think, uh, Pac-12 reporter extraordinaire, said that CU had an eight-win defense and a zero-win offense, um, and I think that's about right. So defense, I'm not that mad about, but the offense specifically, you're right. Sam Neuer transferred to Oregon State. I don't think that quarterback shift is the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was he was benched pretty quickly at Oregon State this year, and I I love Sam Neuer for what he did. He, he gave CU five good years, one as a safety, four as a quarterback. That's something that not a lot of people have done. Um, but he, I don't think he was irreplaceable. Um, I think this offense has fallen apart mainly up front. The offensive line is is a pale comparison as to what it was last year. Um, last year there was some blowing some dudes off the ball. Um, the first two weeks are a good example of that. UCLA, mm-hmm. they just ran all over UCLA and Stanford as well, who's a far cry from what they were, but it's still it was refreshing to see. Um, that's not happening this year. So the offensive line is just not working, and that leads to sacks from a freshman quarterback. That leads to people like Jarek Broussard not being able to move the ball. Um, and with Darren Shiverini and Carl Durrell's mastermind offense, it usually is a, is a quick three and out, um, which leads to the defense getting tired and then these games snowball. So it's it's truly, I I would say it's, it's a lack of physicality up front and then a combination of an offensive coordinator that doesn't know how to work with this quarterback and a quarterback who's a freshman and making freshman mistakes. So what's the expectation for Carl Durrell moving forward? Because I feel like, there wasn't that much. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like there wasn't that much going into last year, right, with his first year and the whole COVID year. But he goes four and two, and yeah. I think the expectation was, oh, maybe maybe he isn't the former UCLA head coach Carl <laughs> Durrell. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, turned a new page in a new chapter in life. Um, but then you see this team kind of faltering and getting into getting into this point, despite. I think the I think judging by what you're saying, the expectation was kind of a rebuild year. Um, but like, where does that transition go? Yeah, it's definitely strange. Last year was expected to be de- way more of a dumpster fire than it was. You know, four and two was unexpected. Um, Carl Durrell's coming into a really really tough spot. Mel Tucker left after um, signing day, mm-hmm. so he had less than three weeks of of introduction to the team before COVID hit, and really he couldn't see anyone for a while. 
Um, and the fact that he pulled that out into an Alamo Bowl appearance and CU's second bowl appearance in 14 years is amazing. Um, something that's it was unexpected and great. This year was the schedule was brutal. It looked brutal mm-hmm. at least going in. Um, so it wasn't expected to be a bowl bowl season by most people. I think CU fans thought we could stretch it there just because of how of the defense coming back. Um, it was definitely expected to be a, a muted year expectations wise. It didn't. It wasn't expected to look like this, and I think the reason why people have soured on Darrell so quickly this year is just because of the the lack of response that fans wanted to see, given what we've all seen the last four weeks. Um, heading into the bye week, as I mentioned, CU was averaging single digit points against FBS opponents, and nothing changed. There was no change in the play calling, no change in responsibilities. Um, the, the direct quote from Darrell was subtle changes. Um, and it's just infuriating to hear that as a fan when you're watching the same thing <laughs> that everyone else is when you're watching three and outs go over and over again. So it's, it, it looks like it's misguided loyalty from Darrell. It looks like he's not, he's afraid to make the changes we thought he needed to make. Um, and you know, it's funny you mentioned his tenure at UCLA. I think every CU fan would be okay with four, six and six seasons and one 10 and two season. That, that would be like. <laughs> Amazing, you know, that's five balls. That's amazing. Do it. Who cares? You know, and that's not what CU's gotten. Um, and I don't think that's something that we'll see moving forward. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, this is not the year to join the coaching carousel. There is there are plenty of big fish that CU does not want to swim with. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's what I'm telling Cal fans as well. That's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a lot of parallels uh, right now between you guys mm. and us, but. uh Let's go into like some of the some of the general questions, right? Which uh, which player on offense should Cal fans know about? We talked a lot about the offense, but any specific <laughs> guys that you'd want uh, us to keep an eye on? Yeah, well, you know, Jarek Broussard was the offensive player of the year last year in the Pac-12. He's the name to know. Um, he was really awesome to watch last year, and it's it's fun to watch him this year when he gets a little bit of daylight. He still has really quick into the hole, um, and he makes some some cuts that I didn't I don't think anyone can make. Um, he, he's small, but he, he just shrugs off tackles so easily. So at running back, Broussard is definitely the guy to know. Um, if CU can end up completing enough passes for it to matter, Brendan Rice at wide receiver would be another guy to watch. Um, as many people will tell you over and over again, he's the son of Jerry Rice, though he, he does not like that moniker. Um, he's a big guy out out wide with uh he's a, i think he's a COVID freshman so whatever you want to call that red shirt uh-huh. you know and um just a, a great playmaker had a punt return last year that showed off some speed uh and and he'll if he can get open and the ball in his hands you'll see him make some first downs got it all right let's flip over to the other side of the ball who on defense should cal fans be looking out for Oh, finally, I can talk about the place I do like on this team. Yes. Um, so Nate Lambin is is always been a name. He's been a CU mainstay forever. Absolutely. Um, he came back for his fifth year after tearing his Achilles against Utah last year. Um, and it, it looks like he hasn't lost any speed, which is nuts. He's in on every tackle. Kind of an Evan Weaver type. That might be a name that <laughs> Cal fans like him to. Um, he, yeah, he's just going to be everyone middle linebacker. He makes the calls on defense, and he'll, you know, there's be a, there'll be a few run plays where he's just in the hole before the hole's even there. He, he can diagnose so quick. Um, also, staying up front, Mustafa Johnson declared for the NFL last year and then threw some weird NCAA rules because he didn't actually join a training camp. Um, he was able to come back, and he, he's been playing the last few weeks for CU. He's a monster at defensive end um, mm-hmm. who's living in the backfield. 
And on the other side of him is Carson Wells, who's outside linebacker, defensive end. He had a pick six last week. He had four tackles for loss. He had a, a sack as well. He's just everywhere, and he's he's been he's Nate Lamb's roommate. So they're kind of the two senior leaders of this defense. Yeah, I mean Nate Lamb is one of those guys from a from a non like non uh, home fan. Yeah, uh, guy. It's like Britton Covey. It's like how how many years of eligibility <laughs> yeah. are you gonna are you gonna give that guy? Like, yeah, it's just one of those names. Uh, but yeah, I mean his his stats speak for themselves. But yeah, I'm I am slightly terrified of this defense, especially with how our <laughs> offense has played over the last couple of weeks. Uh, this defense does definitely scare me. Uh, well, there's... if there's any indication, Rob, uh, you won't need much on offense to try to pull out this game. So, <laughs> yeah, Lamon also a NorCal native. I don't know if that's a saying that people. I guess I should say Northern California is probably what people from California say. But he's yeah, you know, he's from around the area. Um, and he's he's just been so fun to watch. He just looks like a middle linebacker. He's a whole neck roll too, like Brian Urlacher style. Yeah. He's just fun. Those are great. I when when guys put on like the old school like equipment, that's what I love. I love that. Yeah, I can't believe I I don't know what year it was. NCAA banned the midriff, which is like the coolest thing ever. I love when uh, running backs had the tucked up jerseys. Yeah, and you see their abs. It like probably, it's so stupid, but it's funny. Probably post uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Is what I would say. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah. probably the last time I remember Which seeing it. Which is too it. bad. NIL style. Someone should sell a, a shirt that has their jersey number with the abs. With that would be a perfect. <laughs> that's a NIL Halloween costume. It's like the per, <laughs> that's go. like yeah. the perfect Halloween costume <laughs> yeah. for those of us that'll never achieve that type of uh, athletic, <laughs> like pinnacle excellence. Yeah, that is probably the closest we'll get. Yeah, is, is getting a printed on T-shirt. <laughs> All right, let's move on to. Uh, Let's talk about an X factor. Like, who are some guys you think that could swing the game in Colorado's favor? Uh, that's a good question. So, you know, I, I think it, when I thought about this answer previously, I think my answer is Brendan Lewis, a quarterback, just which is c- kind of cheating, you know? It's like, of course, it's <laughs> the quarterback. quarterback yeah. um, he's just been so up and down this year. I just have no faith that the staff will put him in positions to be successful. He's a young guy, dual threat quarterback. Um, and it looks like for most of the year that the, the, the offensive coordinator has no idea what to do with that. So I'm going to cheat and, and do a different answer than what, than my previous answer, which was the quarterback. I will tell you that if, um, let's see if Terrence Lang up front can have a monster game as well. I think CU's defense will be able to hold pretty, We'll be able to hold Cal to a pretty low score. Terrence Lang's one of those guys who has an NFL body, um, and he has he flashes all the time. He has dumb penalties sometimes and doesn't put in consistent effort. But if it's one of the games where he shows up, um, that front seven is going to be pretty nasty for Cal to try to deal with. And if they can stop the run, I feel pretty confident that uh, CU can walk away with a win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's been the case for a lot of FBS teams that have beaten us. Over the last <laughs> over the last few weeks, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, I just I just not in agreement. It's just it's it's it's, it's in the realm of possibility, um, and highly probable too. Well, uh, it's, it, this is the thing. It's the same thing I had with Arizona uh, podcaster slash writers last week. Is is both of us are sitting here being like, please do not bet on our team. We're not going to win. And both <laughs> of us are like, we're not going to win. Someone has to. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the that was like us when we played Washington. We're like one of one of us is coming out one and four, uh, one and three. Like one of us is coming out one and three. One of the other ones going two and two. So yeah. um, it's it feels like it's just that type of season for a lot of 
a lot of the Pac-12 teams. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we you talked about what uh, Cal might be able to do to win. What does mm-hmm. Colorado need to do to win this game? So, let's see. If I, I think the number is 20. If CU can score 20 points, I'll feel pretty confident that they can win the game. Um, like I said, that's happened twice this year, so it, it's not like a huge thing that has happened frequently. But um, if, if CU can score multiple offensive touchdowns, low bar, but something that has yet to be cleared, really, um, they'll be able to walk away with the win. That means a few drives that are successfully strung together. It would be nice to see some quarterback runs. I think that's a dimension that is yet to be that explored just because CU has no quarterback depth. So they really try to protect uh, Brendan Lewis back there. But if he ends up breaking free, that really helps those you know, second and eights turn into third, third and threes because he just scrambles out, even if it's not designed. Um, and I think if CU can run the ball effectively, especially with the quarterback, that leads to better drives, that will lead to more points, and I think CU can walk away um, with the win. Yeah, I mean, Cal's thing is like 90% of, or I don't want to say, I don't want to put 90%, but it's a very high percentage that whoever gets to 21 points first when you play Cal is mm. usually the winner. So okay. you're, it's not misplaced that you, you say that Colorado gets to 20. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, that was the same thing like Oregon last week. Oregon got to 21 and then we couldn't come back. <laughs> okay. It just, it's, it's, it's how it works. So it's the first that's 21. The, that's the ceiling. Okay. Yeah, that's the ceiling. Um, all right. Uh, we talked a little bit about what Cal needs to win the game, but specifically, what does Cal need to do offensively and defensively in order to overcome the buffs? So I think if Cal on offense um, can get can get, I, I was going to say Chris Brown, but I don't think it is Chris Brown anymore. It's Chris Brooks. Is that it's right? It's Christopher Brooks. Yeah, he did okay. change his name. We, okay. Interesting. Too bad. Chris Brown was a all-time CU running back, so I was hoping to have that in common. Um, (laughs) But I I love how Damian Moore and and Brooks look this year for Cal, Mm -hmm. and I think if they can get going and just tire the defense out for a while, um, that'll be huge for this game. It looks like it's going to be pretty rainy over there um, on Saturday. So if if it ends up being pretty windy, rainy, you you don't want to try to throw the ball either team, then it might be one of those things where Cal just beats CU up on off uh, on up front on the offensive line and walks away with an ugly win. I think if Cal can get consistent first downs, um, it'll be pretty easy for them to to uh, to win. They're an eight and a half point favorite right now. That's what's expected. And then on defense for them, it, I, it's hard <laughs> for me to say anything other than like just let CU walk into the traps. I don't know. Like I think you'll be more than fine. Um, up front, I, I, I wouldn't expect anything crazy like a huge running game from CU. So don't give up any huge plays like Arizona did last week. Um, any broken plays. There's a few last week against Arizona that were just heartbreaking. Even as a CU fan to watch Arizona defense, just forget to cover someone. Um, so as long as that doesn't happen, I think Cal's defense will hold up just fine. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm terrified of Cam Good, Cameron Good, but <laughs> however you want to call him. Um, yeah, he, he scares me, and I the either tackle is will be easy pickings for for Cal's defense. Wow, all right. Well, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm all right with that. I'm all right yeah, with that. I, I would, mean, 
I don't know what to tell you. It really, every time I think about this offense, I just have these seared drives in my brain. Where I'm like, there's no way to see who wins. I just keep thinking like, I've seen this enough before. I don't, I, yeah. I, Cal's defense will be, look pretty good this year, this week. Okay. Uh, I, if that happens, Jack, I mean, I I don't know what else to say, but just I, I just got to thank you at some point, right? Like, this is the first victory I've witnessed after we beat Sac State all the years, so... Um, Wait, are they the Hornets? Is that the Hornets? Yeah, is that right? The Hornets, okay. Yeah. Nice. You beat the Hornets. We beat the Hornets, and that's the only team we've beaten so far. So, well, right. I, I mean, Northern Colorado and Arizona are the only two the heads that have CU, that CU has mounted this year. It's not like yeah. CU's punched above as well. All right, uh, <sighs> we talked a little bit about what Cal has to do to win the game, what Colorado has to do to win the game, but and you did mention this, so it is a good segue. How do you see the game going? Uh, I, number one, I think it's going to be ugly. I have yet to look up what the over-under is. Let me look this up right now. Um, I would probably put it at somewhere in like the 40s. That's exactly what I was going to say. So let's see. If we go, let's, let's check sports. Oh, no, no, no. Let's check FanDuel. And what do we, I'm going to guess 45. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, with an okay. eight and a half point over-under. Sounds about right. Yep, this says 43 and a half. So I think yeah. that sounds about right. I, I, it's not going to be a high scoring game. Um, I don't know if you remember way back in, I think, 2014, there was a double overtime CU Cal game that was like 60 yep. 50 or something nuts. Yeah. Except for Lufau, Nelson Spruce. Yeah, way I think back it was then. a James Langford uh, field goal kick that ended the game. Gotcha. Because there's, okay, the yeah. there's the picture of James Langford being carried by all the guys. <laughs> Um, and I tweeted that out earlier this week. So yeah, I think that's I think that is the same game. And that was Jared Goff, right? I think that was a yeah, Jared Goff. Yeah, that was Jared Goff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, those yeah, those Sunny Dykes teams could not defend, but they were fun. Um, I think it'll be the opposite of that. It it'll be. I think there'll be a few successful drives for each team. I think success for CU means field goals, and I think for Cal that'll mean touchdowns, and that might be the difference in this game. There's oftentimes so you just can't punch it all the way into the end zone. Um, and I think you'll see that again this week. So maybe a slow start, maybe like a, a three nothing first quarter or something. Um, and then that ends up with Cal just having a few touchdowns in like the third quarter, walking away with a nice 2010 victory. You know what? I wish I could say we've scored in the second half of games. <laughs> this would be a first. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> We haven't scored. We haven't scored a lot in the second half of games. I think we scored a total of seven or fourteen points in the second half oh, versus boy. like two to three touchdowns in the first half. So yeah, <laughs> okay, it could be well, one of those. Yeah, I, as I, I think, I mean, the Bears have scored early. We've always scored early. The first like okay. two quarters, we've always scored, and then it just the offense just goes just. Just plummets. So, from what I can tell, the main issue isn't necessarily the the players. From what I can tell, it's that the running the ball doesn't seem to be in vogue for the coaching staff in the fourth quarter. Is that right? That too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Oregon game could have gone a lot of different ways, but there are a few plays that, if I was a player, I would want back just because the execution <laughs> okay. of the plays were not were not great. But okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens against uh, Colorado on Saturday. Uh, game of the week. I've been hearing it. Everyone's saying it. Game of the it's, week. <laughs> it's the Pac-12 game of the week. I mean, that's what I was saying about Oregon last week. I was like, all right, I got to look up what time the sun sets in Austin, Oregon, <laughs> right. or in Eugene, because if it's if it's put up, if the kickoff is put, uh, after the sun sets, everything's on the table. Uh, but this yeah. is 
We got a day game. We got just this is a one thirty game. Yeah. Don't watch Oregon UCLA. Watch this game instead. This is a more yeah. important Pac twelve matchup. Plus, you got rain. The ultimate like weather <laughs> is the ultimate like who knows what's gonna happen. We could mm-hmm. see like scooping scores. We could see pick sixes that turn into scooping scores. There's a bunch of things we could see happen. <laughs> I was seeing Saturday. wind was up past 10 miles per hour too. Um, yeah, there's like a small hurricane system that's like entering Northern <laughs> California right now uh, from a meteorologist I follow on Twitter. So you know everything is colliding in this in into the Bay Area right now with like. Mm-hmm. The state in a emergency drought uh, with all this water coming in. Who knows what's going to happen? Wow. The it state might be like flooded. San Andreas. What's that movie, San Andreas? <laughs> I think it was San Andreas. Yeah. So the only person that could save us is The Rock. That's, <laughs> I, you know, as all movies. He still has eligibility, movies. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. Well, he there you go. Someone, whoever, whichever team gets The Rock wins this game. I'm willing to put that right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's If there's a uh, prop bet for that. We're putting money on it right now. <laughs> and I will take that money. I will be the book for that. Whoever wants to bet, if The Rock shows up in this game, I will take whatever bet you have. Uh, it just shows up to the stands. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be great. All right. The last question we always ask all of our other writers or podcasters that join. Mm-hmm. We ask this on Right for California as well. We do yeah. not. We need to preface this. We do not condone violence. We do not okay. think violence is the answer. But if you were to metaphorically, I you know, see. in an in a vacuum, be able to punch someone in the face with mm-hmm. no repercussions, just you need to get one out. Okay, who would that person be? Um, I think yeah, I think on the in the written column, I went global with a uh, uh, a local Mark Zuckerberg hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> yeah. um, just to see if I can expose any circuitry that <laughs> exists behind his his replicant face. Um, I'll go personal this time. There's a person in my uh, uh, building who keeps one of their friends keeps taking my like reserved parking spot, and it's brutal to park around my building. Um, and I don't know who it is. I'd love to know. It doesn't matter. So that person will probably would probably be there if there's no repercussions. The person who's stealing my parking spot. If anyone That's... knows who that is with that information, <laughs> feel free to let me know. That's key, man. Parking spots, <laughs> reserved parking spots are key. If you take reserved parking spots. Like I know people in in my complex that they uh, they call the towing company, like they they oh. go they go all out. Wow, yeah, I have, yeah. I have not done that yet. I prefer yeah. uh, no no holds barred, punch in yeah. the face, walk away. <laughs> it feels like a better message to send. But yeah, that person is it's brutal because now I've, I'm circling the block and the whole time I'm just thinking like I wouldn't have to do this if the thing that I paid for existed for me. Um, so that guy, all right. also Mark Zuckerberg, those are the options. <laughs> So robot Mark Zuckerberg or an unknown car owner who parks in your parking spot. And uh, look, I don't know where Mark lives. It might be the same. That might be one of the same. Yeah. Who's the same? It could be. It could be. Mark is the car. You should punch the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People are doing the self-driving car thing all wrong. Instead of getting a car that drives itself, you become the car. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, thanks uh, for your time, Jack. Uh, and... Yeah, we really appreciate uh, yeah. you coming on and talking about Colorado stuff. Where can the good people of Berkeley and Cal fans find all of the Colorado stuff that, if they want to read up on it before the game? Yeah, we'll have a preview up on RalphieReport.com. It's R-A-L-P-H-I-E Report.com. That's all one word. Um, and we'll be tweeting about the game as well during it. Um, I, I believe the podcast that I'm on at The Buzzer is 
either fully transitioned or transitioning to a basketball only podcast at some point pretty soon um, for self-preservation. So I wouldn't check that unless you want to know about the, the Pac-12 preseason expectations, which I don't think Cal does this year. Sorry to say. I don't think Cal fans uh, do want to hear about the basketball team this early. Yet. I, I do not know what this sport basketball is that you talk of. Mm, yeah, well, that's a good that's a good strategy. I, this, yeah. I'm going to start doing that for football. If I, you know, I'm, I'll forget what that is too. Maybe, hopefully, one day. Yeah, there's a part um, of me that's just going to bring like a Nintendo Switch to basketball games and just play, <laughs> <laughs> just play, just because I'm going to have to be there. But you know, just okay. kill some time. Yeah. This is not what the plug section's for, but I'll talk about that too. Metroid Dread, if anyone wants to play a great game on the Switch. Oh boy, yeah. that one's a good See, one. That's what I'm saving. That's what I'm saving. Yeah. Basketball season starts the first week of November. I have yet to purchase it or play it because mm. I want to save it for my real time that I have to spend. That's out right. There. You know, watching. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a great one. It's oh, I grew up on Super Metroid, so um, it's just like that one, which is sweet. Anyways, Ralphie Report is is the the site. So, <laughs> Ralphie uh, Report if, is the Super Metroid of Pac twelve <laughs> of Pac twelve sites. That's right. It's labyrinthine, and it's it's possible to get lost in there, just like Super Metroid. So, it's up. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, once again, thanks for your time, Jack, and um, may the best team win. Yeah, someone's going to get a conference win, and that's crazy. That's great. Someone's going to get a conference win here. So, All right. Well, that's it for us on the California Golden Bearcast. You know where to follow us. And from me, as always, go Bears. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.